G'day everyone, welcome to Life of Mine, the go-to mining podcast, and today I've got with me the newest LinkedIn mining superstar. You may have seen his face all over the social media landscape of recent, especially if you work for BHP. I'm talking about Dwayne Mullins, who's a jump operator at Olympic Dam for BHP, and he's recently become, you'd say, an advocate for being comfortable to tell people at work that you're gay. Now, we discussed this in the episode, but notoriously, there have been a lot of women that are openly lesbians in the mining industry, and you wouldn't really think twice about it, but from an underground miner's point of view, you will rarely or if ever have heard of a bloke that is openly gay, especially a jump operator. So this makes what Dwayne has done so special, and in, in my opinion, he's become a pioneer in the mining industry for openly confessing his gay and becoming a support for people who may be going through the same thing. So, we also chat about Dwayne's career in mining and some stuff about Olympic Dan because he's he's done a shitload more in life than just being gay, and the poor bloke's probably sick of talking about it by now. So, great yarn ahead, ladies and gents. Let's get into it. Copy, your shift boss. Okay, radio check. Yeah, radio's working fine. Yeah, copy my cell. Yeah, copy, mate. Yeah, in the vent bag. Yeah, stitch her up there. Thanks, mate. Yeah, right, eh? Copy that. Right, Dwayne Mullins, how are you, copper? Yeah, good, thanks. Self? Yeah, going good, mate. How was the, uh, how was the block? I've been educated on some uh, South Australian mining terminology. We call it a swing over in WA. Uh, you call it blocks over in South Australia. Apparently. Yeah, they're, they're a bit of a different bunch in uh, South Australia. Yeah, they, they call them uh, call them blocks. Um, yeah, there's a bit of different terminology, I guess. There's uh, there's another one with um, LVs or light vehicles. They are uh, they have a tendency to call them whoopies for some. What is it? Whoopies. Whoopies. I've got no yeah, idea why. I, I don't call them whoopies. I call them LVs. But yeah, there's still a few of the old school. BHP blokes cruising around, they, they call them whoopies. I, I don't know where it came from, but yeah. <laughs> have you, where have you, you said you don't, you've done like 12 years at Olympic Dam. Is that, um, have you, did you do any mining anywhere else or just South Australia's been your, um, been your home for that long? No, I, I, I actually started over in, um, Cambelda. Oh, at right. A, at a place called Beta Hunt, which is, a. Uh, a small nickel where, mine. Where they're finding all the free gold. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? Where, they, where they're finding all the bloody free gold everywhere at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, unfortunately, we didn't find any when I was there. So, they've, um, yeah, they've, they've, I've seen a few news articles that they're finding a, a fair amount of gold there at the moment. Oh, they, I think they've found a couple of batches. It's pretty unreal, especially for a nickel mine. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty amazing, mate. Olympic Dam. That just sounds. I haven't had the, haven't had the privilege to go there. Bloody hint, hint, hint. You you might be able to get me get me in for a little visit, but uh, it just sounds like an unbelievable machine of a place. Tell tell us a bit about the job. Where or where do you start? I guess. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. It's um, it's. Well, you, you probably know it's one of Australia's biggest underground mines. Um, it, I do have to watch what I say here. I, I can't sort of say too much on behalf of BHP. This is just this is an interview with with me, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah. The the mine itself, we've got. Oh, I think it's about twenty jumbos underground. Yep. Uh, there's. Oh, I, I reckon there'd be fifty 
odd trucks underground. Um, they had two two shafts up until uh, recently. We're, so we're, we're using one shaft, um, and that runs off a rail system at the bottom of the mine. They've got a train set up at the bottom of the mine that goes out to the ore passes and, um, yeah, it takes back to a central crusher and uh, yeah, it gets hoisted up to the surface. But a lot of it's done through trucks these days. Yeah, it's oh, just the... The sheer magnitude of it, like especially as we're saying, just for like a stoping operation, it's just it's unbelievable. I'd love the love love the privilege to see it. It's um yeah, pretty pretty amazing operation. God, imagine if they went nuclear power in Australia. Imagine the the uranium they'll be pumping out after that. That'd be unbelievable. Oh yeah, well I guess it's quite unique. They um they process everything on site, which is fairly rare for an underground operation in in Australia. So the, the, the processing facility, uh, you know, processes the gold, the copper, the nickel. Uh, sorry, not nickel, bloody. Got me on the nickel talking about Cambelda. Um, <laughs> silver and, uh, yeah, uranium. So it's, uh, and because when, when you say full processing, that's the, the smelting and the everything, literally, yeah, literally the producing so, copper wire. Know, the, the copper leaves in copper plates, the gold leaves in gold bars. Same as silver and uranium leaves in yellow cake. Yep, um, unbelievable. What's it? Uh, it's pretty amazing going from the going from a little mine in Cambalda all the way to uh, <laughs> the biggest mine in Australia, Olympic Dam. Were you were you WA born and bred around there, or you um, migrated over to Cambalda to get into mining? Yeah, I'm a what, what they. What they used back when I moved over, I'm a Mexican, so originally Victorian. <laughs> yeah, they're still using that. They're still yep. using that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm one of the Mexicans. I grew up in uh, country Victoria, and I, I was there till I was about 18, just after high school, and then moved to Melbourne. Then I was having a conversation with a couple of cousins, and um, we decided to just pack pack a suitcase and uh, fly over west and see how we got on with work in the um, mining game and ended up in Campbell of all places. Yep. And, uh, yeah, the three of us started off as nippers over there. And I reckon I was there for about two and a half to three years before I um, got a job at Olympic Dam. And back then I was working for Maccas or, or McMahon. And uh, it, it was a good chance to move back home because back then they'd fly you to any capital city. So, yeah, I've, um, I've had a bit of experience over west, but, yeah, predominantly it's been uh, South Australian-based. Yep. Oh, sounds like, sounds like you've got a good job for, job for life at Olympic Dam. How'd you, um, how long did it take you to get onto the jumbo? Oh, I reckon... All up, I, I think it was oh, about seven and a half years before I started um, training up on the sticks. Uh, yeah, started off on a um, – I started learning the jumbo on a decline. It was just a small crew um, decline project at, at Olympic Dam for new um, new portal, a new um, decline down into the um, – New part of the mine, the SMA land. 
which is, which is the southern mine area, the, the part that they're focusing on at the moment. And, um, yeah, so I sort of went from there, I guess. I, I guess in a bit of a training role for about oh, at least a year until I was offered a full-time contract. And, uh, yeah, so sort of went from there. Yeah, nice. What was um, – because is, is it a bit of a struggle like when you – I guess is there's such good perks working for a, a company like BHP, Big Mines. I assume there's a very, very lower turnover, very low attrition rate. And is there – it's a real long-term sort of project to go through the ranks, is it, I would assume? Yeah, well, BHP um, took over from McMahon probably about four, four years ago. They, they decided to go own operator and do most of the mining themselves. So that there was a bit of a turnover then, as, as you can imagine, uh, a lot of contract workers getting um, snapped up by BHP and then also moving on elsewhere. And, um, yeah, so the turnover was quite big back then, but as of recent days, it's been... Um, it's been steady that you know you, you don't get too many people leave people seem to be quite happy working for for bhp on site and yeah as a jumbo operator too they they do look after you you know you get your flights to um wherever you live in in australia and week on week off and the pay is pretty good too so yeah yeah nice it, what's the is the jumbo a bit of a yeah is that sort of a long long term project for you? You're looking to go into you know go to go down the shift bossing route, or you, you're pretty passionate about the jumbo long term. What's your sort of outlook on Dwayne Mullins's mining career? Oh, look, I, I like the jumbo. I like, um, I suppose doing doing your own thing. You know what it's like. You get out there, you do your job. Um, but I, I suppose as of recently, I've been doing a fair amount of um, supervising as well. Relief yeah. shift boss. Oh, I saw that on the LinkedIn profile. I've stalked all your profiles. It's uh, that's oh, okay. the uh, that that's the previous. Uh, that, that that's pretty much my uh, research. You're not on Wikipedia yet, I don't think. No, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, but yeah, I've I've been doing a fair amount of shift bossing recently, just as a as a relief. But it it feels like I do it more times than not these days because everyone wants bloody um holidays. Yeah, and everyone wants to stay on the jumbo and no one wants to go shift bossing because yeah, of the money exactly. usually. Yeah, exactly. Now the shift bosses know they've got someone to fill in for them, so they're having all the time off they can get. Oh, mate, once you put your hand up once to do the shift bossing, they've they've got you. The yeah, handcuffs yeah. are on. You're not going anywhere. That's why uh, I know where I am. They want me to shift boss for a week just while there's a bit of a changeover going. I'm like, oh, I know, I know exactly where this is heading. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you new, you new found fame. You, you're, you're, like a so, you're a social media superstar now. You're, uh, it's, but look, did, look, just looking back on the whole, on the whole, the whole journey you've just previously gone on, did, did you ever think in your wildest mind you'd be so famous within the mining industry <laughs> For being gay, well, no, no, I, yeah, I probably wouldn't call it famous, but yeah, there's. Um, oh, mate, I'm yet, mate, I'm pump, we're pumping your ties up today. This is yeah, you, yeah. no point being modest about it. No one else, I'll talk you up all day. 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely different. I I sort of didn't imagine at all that there would be the attention around it that it's, it's attracted. That that's for sure. I mean, just the bloody latest post that I put up on uh, LinkedIn on the weekend. Um, within a couple of days, it had over twenty four thousand views, and um, even the BHP. CEO Andrew McKenzie has liked it. Yeah, right. God, so, mate, you're getting shitloads more than me. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, I, you'd be so thankful that you're in this generation. I don't, I don't think a generation ago, twenty or thirty years ago, this this what what you've done, what you've like. Obviously, social media didn't exist then, but. I, I don't think it would have been so positively received. Society's gone through a massive shift in that period, I think. Oh, yeah, it, it definitely has. And social media, um, I guess, has, has been used to oh, get get the word out or, or to the advantage, I, I guess. it's um, there, There's been no negative uh, feedback at all from any of the um, – Social media that's gone up about it. Yeah, um, I was I was a bit taken back actually with the attention that it did get. Where especially when BHP decided to put a video of myself up on their website and all their social media accounts, and they rolled with it on I think it was LinkedIn and um, Facebook. Well, that's and that's a. Was that a daunting thing to be asked? Like you, you like well, like look of um, you know, you've gone through something pretty big already. Like just actually coming out at work, but then displaying it all over social media. Were, were you daunted by that? Were you, or were you excited about that to oh, be I, pretty much a, a, I guess, a pioneer in in that side of that side of things? Yeah. Well, at first it was only meant to be the internal BHP site, so it was like I guess their intranet, you call it. Um, and I was asked to put the video up on there, um, uh, to do a video, I should say, for their intranet site. And I sort of thought about it for a couple of days and then I thought, you know what, fuck it, I'll, I'll do it because, you know, if, I, I've, if it helps one or two others feel a bit easy about things, then, you know, it, it's a good thing. So, you know, the, the intent hasn't been... For me to get the publicity, it's been just to, a familiar face to try and, I guess, make things a bit easier on other people. Yeah, because there's such a you know there's such a focus on mental health these days, rightfully so, and um, it's th- this is just something that's um, I guess my my perceive perception of it, like it's just what you've done has just brought this out of the limelight. It was like something. That wasn't really spoken about spe- specifically for male underground miners, and I like the. I've got a, uh, one of the questions I've got is, why, why do you think? And it's probably because it's a very male-dominated society. It's like, what's why is there such a different perception about uh, lesbians working in mining compared to gay blokes? working in in mining it just it seems the the macho underground mining mentality was like oh it's all right they're, they're lesbians but the uh, it's real confronting if there's 
the idea of a, a gay bloke. No, it's not confronting to me, but that I think that's the bit of the natural perception. Is it? Do you you agree with that? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, even when I started nippering, there were um, quite a few, you know, uh, lesbian couples around, but you never would imagine that there'd be any gay blokes around. And I think you, the thing is, people get a stereotype in their head of what what it is to be gay, and it's. Um, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful in any way, but it's like you get a stereotypical picture in your head of like a flight attendant or a traditionally like a hairdresser, that sort of type to be gay. Well, that, the, the stereotype doesn't sound like you, essentially. No, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, um, yeah, but I, I guess it's just always been that way. And, and uh, so the... Yeah, just people get stereotypes in their heads and it's, um, I guess it's made life tough for quite a few people. Well, that and we were watching The Amazing Race last night and there's a um, a gay couple on that, two blokes, and they, I was just watching it and they, they sounded, they're just uh, like, and it, it's, so, it's such a sensitive thing when I say like, they, they just sounded like normal blokes because they are normal blokes. Like sexual preference is only one yeah, yeah. tiny, tiny factor in the the makeup of a of a human. But they're, yeah. as you said, they're just they're just normal Aussie ochre accents. They haven't got that stereotypical that gay voice, like where, where, however you want to describe it, the the fancy pantsy sort of yeah, yeah. sort of voice. Yeah. They're just, but they're just they're just normal normal people and, that, and I think that's what and this is hopefully this is what I want out of the interview and this is and the whole thing that you've done is just to show how it's just you're just another bloke it's um it's yeah there's nothing nothing special about it it's yeah yeah it's, exactly it's, and like a like I said in the in the video you know you, you can't change your sexual preference you, you are who you are but over the years like for sure people it, it blokes don't say anything because they're you know petrified of what their mate's going to say or what, what their work colleagues are going to say so they keep it to themselves and you know, like you were saying before about mental health issues you know causes a, a fair amount of mental health issues with a lot of people and um so yeah if, if i can help to try and change views on stereotypes then i, I think it's a good thing yeah and but like because this, your your message goes to people of all all ages as well, like uh, people older, like but people growing up as well, like and the the that interests me that I, I really feel for children growing up. Like like, did you always do? Do you go through stages when you're growing up and you, you essentially try to you you know you're wired a bit differently in the sexual preference department? Yeah, yeah. But you you, you try and think you try and change it. You try and like you know try and be attracted to females, but you're just not. Uh yeah. Well, I, I guess it's a little bit different for everyone, but I suppose I, I was pretty straight down the line as a teenager. I I knew, um, and yeah, you you try to try to live a I guess normal kind of life and, and date chicks and whatever, but just. Um, it's yeah. I worked out pretty quick that you know I, I wasn't attracted to them. Yeah. So 
yeah, for me it was it was quite early, but I, I growing up in country Victoria, uh, you know, family being from the bush, a small town, three hundred people, and um, uh, surrounded by farmers and stuff, I, I kept it to myself as well. Like I, I didn't come out till I was about twenty-seven. Yeah, to the folks. Um, yeah, so they, they, they were completely fine about it. Like a, after I came out, I, I had a bit of a think about it and realised that um, you know probably could have done a lot earlier. But it's just, I, I guess maybe language and behaviours that, that are just every day that you that you hear stuff about, you know, joking around about being gay and stuff. You just, you don't want to put your hand up and say, oh, hang on, I am, because you fear that you might get excluded or, you know, it's, it's going to change everything. Yep. And the so going, going through this, as you said, in, in your early 20s, you um I guess, as you said, you're living a you're living a separate life. You keep you keeping your circuit. So, yep. what 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 made you think, righto? I've got a this is a good idea. I'm going to go to the most homophobic industry in Australia, <laughs> yeah. underground mining, yep. and um, yeah, try try me luck there, <laughs> especially yeah. in Cambalda. Yeah, well, you know, the the sexual stuff didn't even play a part in it. Like, I mean. It was just about the job. I was excited to get over west and to to see how how it was done, or you know, just to try my luck with the job. I sort of wasn't even thinking about you know the, being straight or being gay or or whatever, because I I feel like I'm always fit in. Maybe because you know back back in the early days, I guess maybe I was just like everyone else, and no one really assumed. Um. That I was attracted to the same sex, so like, uh, yeah, just sort of, just like anyone else. Yeah, and because what take us like, what was it like? I assume you were part of like, I know what it's like in an underground mining environment at the wet mess and everything. Like, yeah, were you? Because there, there's a lot of like, you know, heterosexual talk and some homophobic talk, and and yeah. people using. You know whether they're like innuendos or like taking the piss out of gay people. Like you would have been pretty much right in the middle of that. What 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 did you do? Did you did you laugh along or did you shut your mouth like or and did it make you feel uncomfortable? Yeah, look, I, I guess um, as you know yourself, you know you, over the years, like you 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 do hear all sorts of stuff, and I was definitely you know in the middle of it. So you just either laugh along with it. Um, back in my early years, I used to make up stories about, um, not make up stories, but I'd change the gender. Like, you know, <laughs> when they're like, oh, what, what did you get up to on break? You're like, oh, yeah, they caught up with um, such and such and, you know, went, went on date with this chick, whatever. And, it, yeah, so I used to change the gender a little bit. But um, there's so many androgynous names these days. You you'd be able to say the same name. Like I went on oh, a date yeah, with probably. Billy or bloody uh, yeah. <laughs> or Frankie. That's yeah, <laughs> and yeah. So it was a, a, a bit of a mix of like storytelling, and uh, also um, you would feel like you had to laugh along with the jokes because if if it looked like you sort of 
got a bit offended by anything. You, you know, you, you, I, f- I felt like, you know, couldn't risk people sort of thinking something was up. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – it. Uh, and did you – have you ever worked with people that, like, I assume when you're gay you've got a bit of a – I think they call it a gaydar. Like, yeah. you, you know you, you know that other people go, but have you ever worked or, or been around people you know are going through the same thing? It's like – but it's like that that untold thing that, like, right, I know he knows, he knows, I know, but we're not saying anything. Like, you'd be able to sense some people that are going through the same thing, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, I've got a bit of a shock and gait on myself, though, and I'm a bit shit. Oh, do you? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's actually um, – it's easy to pick the easy ones if, you know, you know the, the more sort of – I guess I'd hate to say it, but, you know, the stereotypical kind because, yep. you know, the more feminine kind, it's easy to pick. But, the um, yeah, the other guys, like, I probably wouldn't pick it. I mean, it's um, – if few years ago the all the apps came in like you know tinder and and uh grinder and all, all those sort of apps yep so that that's kind of the only way that you that i've been able to i guess tell if people are because I, I stumble across them if, if i've been looking back in my single days yeah yeah well so, it's not yeah it's not really if it says they go it's not really a typo usually is it no nah, uh, nah. it's, it's that's a pretty big one to fuck up on your tinder, app, <laughs> tinder yeah, application yeah, exactly. isn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do know they i like at the mess you know people joke around and, and switch people's preferences on tinder and stuff so but um but yeah there, there's definitely been a few pop up over the, over the years that yeah. I, I haven't said anything. Like I haven't been interested in them, but I've picked straight away who they are from their from their profile, and yeah. I, I just haven't said anything to them. I, you know, if they want to say something, that's up to them. Yeah, yeah. What what's uh? Because what's been your what's been your general attitude with it? Do you because you see, you, I'll I'll tell you the story from the other weekend. I was at a, I was at a thirtieth and me. Me mate was um honestly there's two well there's varying types so there's two types of you know homosexual people there's people that take it really seriously and you like you can't say anything around them they get offended easily and there's others that'll joke around with it. Me mate was um we're in his backyard and we we're packing up after his thirtieth and his bloody chooks were barking and he's like uh, he's like oh shut up you fucking gay chooks and uh, there was. A lesbian standing right next to him and she's like uh what chooks are they he's like sorry and just like <laughs> took took her and, and so obviously she t- takes sort of offense to that he, he wasn't having a dig at bloody gay people at all he was just yeah, that was just the yeah. the unfortunate word he used at the time to describe the loud chooks but yeah what, what's your sort of attitude with it all are, are you are people having a joke around with you or do you joke back what's What's your sort of approach? Oh yeah, look, I, I, I honestly don't mind a, a bit of banter or, or you know people joking around. Um, yeah, as long as it's all in good fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't really have an issue with it. I, I do know some people, some people do have issues with it, but yeah, I, you, you got to have a bit of fun. I mean. Um, I guess people worry about 
you know, offending people these days. But, yeah, like I said, if, if it's all in good fun, then, yeah, so be it. Yeah, because what's all the uh, the old school rough as guts miners and stuff you've been working with? What, what's been there? Uh, as you said, you haven't had any any negative feedback at all with what you've done. Is it um is it surprising to see? Well, I assume some of them even come give you give you a pat on the back. Those uh, as you said, those you know probably the stereotypical homophobic sort of yeah yeah people. Well, and, and yeah the, the guys from you know the older generation. They, um, yeah, I, I was actually really surprised with how well they've taken it and they've they've been great with it, you know, coming up, shaking my hand, saying good on you for, for doing this. And, um, yeah, yeah they, they've said, you know, it doesn't change anything as long as you still get the fucking metres, all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the game. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, are you... You'd have to be, you'd nearly be at the point because this is how long's this whole social media thing going on for? A few months now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I reckon it's been a few months now since the uh, since the original video came out. Yeah, yep. Yeah, are you are you sick of talking about being gay? You'd have to be a bit <laughs> wear thin, wouldn't it? Because that's every every interview or every post you do. Like it's it's very. Is it does it get draining? You just oh, you just want to talk about being a jumbo operator. Yeah, dude, I guess it's it did calm down for a little while. I sort of, you know, had the initial spike and everyone was talking about it and that's all they wanted to talk about. And then I was like, well, I really prefer to talk about fucking something else than, <laughs> than this every single fucking day. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, but at the same time, I, I get people were, you know, uh, inquisitive about, you know, that they wanted to know, they wanted to have a chat to me about it and um yeah so i get that and and it's all part of it but yeah i guess it, it did calm down a bit and just i guess went back to back to a bit of normality for a little while and then um on on the weekend i was invited to a, a charity event for um bhp and that was uh, called the pinnacle foundation and bhp have just signed up to support the Pinnacle Foundation for nine scholarships over three years, and this is for disadvantaged adults, uh, young adults. So I flew out for the um, charity event, which I think there was five of us from BHP attended this, um, this event on the weekend. And then on the Saturday night, so that was on Friday night, then Saturday was the Adelaide Pride March. Now, I've ne- never taken part in anything, anything <laughs> oh, so like, that's like it. The, the Adelaide version of the gay Mardi Gras, is it? Yeah, pre- pretty yeah. much. I, I think every yeah. city these days has, you know, some kind of some kind of Pride March or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah, so I've, I attended that um, for BHP. It was the first time entering the, uh, entering the, the march and... So I, I guess I put a bit of social media up about it, and uh, yeah, like, like I was saying before, it sort of went a bit crazy, especially especially on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Had a had a shitload of views, and even the CEO Andrew McKenzie has um, it's grabbed his attention, and he, he liked the post, and yeah, it's got the attention of quite a few high-profile people on it. 
Oh, mate, well, bloody Alan, you should be getting free flights with Qantas. Alan <laughs> Joyce, he's a, he's a big ad- advocate for it. Tell him you want bloody free business class. Well, oh, they pay for your flights anyway. You should get a free upgrade to business class each time. Yeah, well, that, that's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, no. BHP will only fly in the economy. Yeah, yeah. I went. I went. Um, me and the missus went business. We had been doing the credit card scheme. Got the, you know, the bonus Qantas points for when you sign up to a credit card. So we got we got shitloads of Qantas points. So we flew business class the other week, first time ever. And geez, it's it's going to be hard going back to cattle class. Uh, once you do it once, it's like yeah, oh, mate, cattle yes, class, it's, no uh, good. No, especially an overseas trip. If you fly, oh. if you fly business overseas, it's a bit of a struggle to go back to economy. I, I was a bit fortunate. I flew to flew to Dubai for New Year's Eve a few years back, and it was uh, I booked through Qantas, just paid a got a got a sale fare, I reckon it was, and it, so it was wasn't bad price for the flight. Anyway, because I was a gold frequent flyer member, um, I ended up getting upgraded to business, so I flew to Dubai. Business and then was that on an A three eighty or yeah it was an A three eighty oh it, half your luck and, and it was back on a um back then I'm not sure if they still do it but Qantas had that partnership with Emirates yep so it ended up being an Emirates jet so it was on the Emirates A three eighty and got upgraded business class there and back yeah God half half your blow I've heard the first class there is just something. Something like there's just stand up bars. It's just it's not like you're even on a bloody plane by the sounds. But I noticed like on um on the business, like you know, just being so far up the front, you can't hear the engines. You can't. It's so quiet. It's so much smoother. It's uh oh, it's, it's unbelievable. But uh, as as I said, regretting the cattle class when I go to go back to it. But I'm not paying bloody people are paying like three grand a flight just to just to be in business class. Well, that's where all the taxpayer money goes to the politicians that have to fly business. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a bit of waste of money, especially for short flight. But yeah, if you're going somewhere decent, it's it's worth the upgrade. Yeah. What's uh? Oh, I used to live. I did uni in Sydney. Where whereabouts in Sydney are you, mate? Uh, I actually just moved here about six months ago. Um, I'm in a suburb called Elizabeth Bay. Oh, yeah, where's that? Around Potts Point. Oh, yeah, that's in the bloody, in the ritzy area, isn't it? So, like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't really know Sydney. I was up on the Gold Coast for about, I think it was seven and a half years. I was living up on the Gold Coast and yeah, made the move to Sydney probably about six months ago. Yep. Fucking traffic there. Jeez, it's got some traffic. Oh, it's chaos. Oh, we went there the other week. So, as I said, after being in Perth and going back to Sydney for a look, just yep. the traffic is oh, unbelievable. And yeah, we would sit, we'd sit at traffic lights for about five cycles, like just the go through the orange, green, red yeah. yep. cycle about five times before yep. you actually got past the bastards. It was, uh, I'll assume Potts Point, you're right in the mix of it. Yeah, it's pretty close to the city. It's uh, it's still out of the city, so you don't get too much traffic. But um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's like what five, five, ten minutes away from the city. Yep. Yeah, so, um, so you because you're right in. As I said, I did a bit of bit of Facebook stalking. You're you're right into the fitness, mate. You're a good looking rooster, fit as yeah, anything, yeah. buddy. Uh, you're, you're fitter than me, that's for sure. What's uh, 
Well, what's your bloody routine? Do you pump much out at sight when you're after a 12-hour shift on the levers? Yeah, look, I, I've never been a massive drinker when I'm on site, so I get stuck into the gym when, when I'm on site. So I'll get up at about 3 o'clock in the morning and um, bloody hell. Try to train before work and then I'll I'll be in bed probably about 7.30. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely buggered after the, you know, 12, 13-hour shift. And bloody two hours at the gym. So yeah, two hours hour at day. the gym beforehand. So, but, yeah, no, definitely try to um, try to make it on site to the gym most days. But um, supervisor, you tend to spend a bit extra time on site. Yeah, so, well, you got to get there for the handover, and like she's a fourteen-hour day at site. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fire and late. Pretty close to fourteen hours on site. So yeah, lately I I have been skipping a few days. Yep. So, but it's oh, uh, but you'll have to work a bit harder. You'll be dry. You're not. You're just driving around in a Ute in the aircon now. You're not hopping up and down the steps and sweating yeah, out changing it, yeah, hoses. You got to work a bit harder now. Yeah, the old mind goes gets a um, bloody workout, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, you're sitting down for most of the shift, cruising around the place, and at Olympic Dam, it's got similar traffic to Sydney. So you you get <laughs> you get stuck in these roadblocks underground, these bloody traffic jams, and it takes you a good hour to sometimes get from jumbo to jumbo. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine so. It's uh, no, also, mate. See, so you said you said you get. It gets a bit draining sometimes. See, I'll give you about a six-minute break and went off in a tangent there, mate, without you even knowing. It's, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, mate, I've been doing this been doing this for six months, experienced as. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you said you got a, you said you got a physio appointment ahead, dude, because I was late. Bloody technical auxiliary cable failed on me, so I've, I've went and bought two of the bastards now. So uh, I know you got a physio appointment to go to, so I'll uh, – I won't keep you too much longer, but, mate, just awesome stuff you've done. It's just fantastic to pat on the back from everyone, which I'm sure you've been getting, but pat on the back from WA. Yeah. Look, mate, what's what messages – like, I'm sure you've got shitloads of messages for um, people in your situation, and your what you've done is going to make it so much easier for people to do the same now, but what what's some of the messages you've got? For first, for first, for people that do want to come out that might be in mining, where this is mining specific, I guess. Yeah. Uh, where would you? How would you go about it if you're feeling real comfortable? Feeling really uncomfortable about it? Oh, look, it, it, it's going to vary for each person, obviously, and you know each mine site's different, and who you feel comfortable talking to, and all that sort of stuff, but. How I how I went about it, I I had a chat to my um, manager first because I, I I guess I didn't want people to get to the crew, so um, I'm sure the shift boss would have kept it to himself, but but I still didn't really feel comfortable uh, having a chat to the shift boss about it just just in case. So I I had a chat to the manager and then um, yeah went from there and I tell you what it, it's it's probably the best thing that I've done. Um, the response has been bloody awesome. And uh, it, it's just 
it's, it's made life so much easier. You know, you can actually have a chat to your mates at work about what you get up to on break. Um, yeah, like actually, yeah, not yeah, not have to make up names and change genders. No, you can actually be yourself. And look, you know, there's a bit of a misconception. The, the world isn't getting gayer. It's just people have become. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah, I don't know what other way to put it. It's um. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I I, I think people just becoming a bit more accepting and, like I said, you know, the stereotypes, um, you know, people slowly breaking down these stereotypes that have been around for years and years and years. And so people feel a bit more comfortable with themselves in saying, oh, hang on, you know, well, I'm actually, you know, attracted to the same sex or attracted to... You know, to females or, or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's just uh, – it's part of life and it, it is what it is. Yeah, and look, and as I said, that's the message to people in your situation. What about – what's your message to, say, other blokes in mining that might for some reason feel uncomfortable about working with a gay bloke? Or for, or they might feel uncomfortable about how to act around a gay bike, thinking they're going to say something to offend them, or sort of they they feel like they're treading on eggshells a bit. What's your message to the other side? Yeah, look, yeah, you know, they they probably already are. Like they're, they're probably working with someone who is anyway. Like these days, yeah, they made at work that they're joking around with could potentially be. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's um, any dramas in joking around or or whatever, but you know, as long as it I guess doesn't cross the line and, and there's no sort of harm meant from it, then yeah, and I, I guess just be mindful that there is a potential there that the person that you are sort of joking around with or making comments to that they potentially could be themselves. Just don't, don't, don't yell at the gay chooks. Call them something else, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you, you, you've always said it's. I wonder what. Do you know the? You, do you know the stats? Because you always said like you'd be standing at a table at the wet mess and there'd be ten years and there'd be like there was always you'd always have the joke like you know one in ten people are gay. So one of us a year at the table's gay. Yeah. Uh, well, what I, are the stats? I I actually couldn't tell you. I I, I reckon it is something around that though. I reckon it's about what. Something about ten percent. Yeah, yeah. So that if you just do the numbers, you know, it's um, if you do the numbers in your own work workplace, there's guaranteed there's a, there's a couple there. Yeah, yep, yep. It's uh, so, no, nah, it's it's, mate. You you've just done done an amazing thing, and like you're you're a bit of a you're a pioneer. You're you're <laughs> you're you're. A, you're a, Pioneer in the mining industry, I reckon, for the for for doing this because there's I don't think anyone has anyone else done anything like this. I don't oh, think anyone has. Yeah, look, I I haven't heard of any um any underground miners or jumbo operators that that have. So yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. Claim it, mate. Unless you've, heard, the- unless you've heard of any other jumbo ops, but yeah, I definitely no. haven't. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, no, you've uh, claim it, mate. Claim it. Put it on the LinkedIn profile. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. mate. One one thing, like 
I could just imagine, as I said, I did the Facebook stalk. Can describe, describe, I assume that's your partner on Facebook? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. What, take us through the feeling when you can change your Facebook profile picture to have you and your partner on there and not have to hide it to the world anymore. Oh, look, well, that's actually how it came out because I've got that many people on bloody Facebook, people that I've worked with and people at work. Yeah. So that, that's how I went about it. And I, I, yeah, I didn't know really how the fuck to go about it. So I'm like, oh, fuck You didn't want to just put a post up saying I'm gay? No, no, no. I thought <laughs> I'll, I'll put a picture up and uh, go Make it a bit cryptic. response was. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, now, like, you know, I guess social media has been fairly filtered for me too. Like, you, you just don't put pictures like that up. Just... Um, you know, because you don't want people to find out. So, you, yeah, it, it is filtered, and but now, like, uh, it doesn't have to be. So, it's, yeah, it's good. You can, I can put up, you know, a picture of me and him, and, uh, yeah, if anyone's got an issue with it, then, yeah. Well, if I, fuck if it. fucking cares. What's, what's he do for a crust? So, he he's actually, I couldn't do his job. He's a school teacher. Yeah, right. He's, uh, he looks after, he's an assistant principal, but he looks after year three. Yep, yep. Three, oh, so. mate, yeah, I'll take me out off to school too. I reckon that's six hours dealing with children oh, man. will I'll be the longest six hours of your life. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, uh, God, imagine if he was a jumbo operator as well. He's be on half a mil between you. <laughs> Get him a job on the levies. Jesus Christ, you'd be loaded. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd. Don't think BHP pay that good, but um, <laughs> not 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 quite that mark. But yeah, you'd definitely be uh, raking it in two jumbo. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff, mate. Right, I'll wrap it up for you. Thanks so much for coming on. A- absolutely out of ball, and um, no thanks for being thanks for being so open and having a, having a bit of a laugh about it. Um, mate. For other people about there, have, have you been contacted by people yet, like confidentially, that have been in the same boat looking for advice oh yeah I've, 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 there's been a couple of other people that have contacted me that are in the industry um i won't say what side or or you know what you yeah, probably don't drop any names no no yeah <laughs> i won't i won't drop their names fucking imagine um yeah so I, I have had two people contact me so it's um yeah i'm working with them at the moment to go through things with them. Yep. And look, are you, um, for people out there, are you open to, you're, you're okay if people do want to contact you confidentially for a bit of advice in this department? Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Like, uh, look look me up on LinkedIn, shoot me a message if you want. It's, um, yeah, if I don't, don't respond to you in, in a couple of days, don't stress, I'm, I'm probably on site. But um, but yeah, I, I'm happy to take any questions on on LinkedIn if people want to send a message to me. Yep, I'm, uh, I reckon I'm going to get one of me one of the blokes at work. I'm going to get his phone and uh, I'll break into it. I'll send you a message off yeah, it and yeah, um, yeah. make sure you send one back to him. <laughs> I've already got a couple in mind. <laughs> uh, too easy to wait. Thanks so much, mate. Um, no, no dramas. Yeah, Thanks for great, me. great job. And um, yeah, I hope it all continues. Uh, going on the awesome trajectory it is for you, mate. 
Yeah, cheers. And uh, yeah, th- thanks for having me on board. And uh, yeah, I was actually just listening to one of your podcasts um, before our chat about the uh, your nip episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got a few laughs out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot. I probably had some uh, uh, inappropriate gay language in some of them now, but I'll even I'll be probably more cautious now. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, all good, mate. Thanks very much, Dwight. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, like tough. All right. Great chat, Wayne. Great bloke. Thanks for making the time, mate. Don't forget about getting me a visit to Olympic Dan, too. So, righto, folks. Hope you've enjoyed that. Don't forget about the Life of Mine Christmas Party, Ed Sports Bar, Sunday 1st of December. Come down, knock a few bush chooks back. Should be a great arby. Over and out, folks.